Hello, I'm Kate Summerscale, the author of Mrs Robinson's Disgrace, and I'm going to read a little bit from the opening chapter of the book. In the evening of 15th of November 1850, a mild Friday night, Isabella Robinson set out for a party near her house in Edinburgh. Her carriage bumped across the wide, cobbled avenues of the Georgian Newtown and drew up in a circle of grand sandstone houses lit by street lamps. She descended from the cab and mounted the steps to Eight Royal Circus, its huge door glowing with brass and topped with a bright rectangle of glass. This was the residence of Lady Drysdale, a rich and well-connected widow to whom Isabella and her husband had been commended when they moved to Edinburgh that autumn. Elizabeth Drysdale was a renowned hostess, vivacious, generous and strong-willed, and her soirees attractive, inventive, progressive types. Novelists such as Charles Dickens, who had attended one of the Drysdale's parties in 1841, physicians such as the obstetrician and pioneer anaesthetist James Young Simpson, publishers such as Robert Chambers, the founder of Chambers' Edinburgh Journal, and a crowd of artists, essayists, naturalists, antiquaries and actresses. Though Edinburgh was past its glory days as the hub of the Scottish Enlightenment, it still boasted an energetic, intellectual and social scene. A servant led Isabella into the building. Within the hallway, gas flamed in a chandelier, throwing its light onto the stone floor and the polished iron and wood of the banister bending up the staircase. The guests took off their outdoor clothes, bonnets, muffs and mantles, top hats and coats, and proceeded up the stairs. The ladies wore low-cut dresses of glinting silk and satin, with smooth bodices pulled tight over lined, boned corsets. Their skirts were lifted on petticoats, layered with flounces, trimmed with ribbons and ruffles and braid. Their hair was parted in the centre and drawn back over the ears into coiled buns sprigged with feathers or lace. They wore jewels at their throats and wrists, silk boots or satin slippers on their feet. The gentlemen followed them, in tailcoats, waistcoats, neckties and pleated shirt fronts, narrow trousers and shining shoes. Isabella came to the party eager for company. Her husband, Henry, was often away on business, and even when he was home she felt lonely. He was an uncongenial partner, she wrote in her diary. Uneducated, narrow-minded, harsh-tempered, selfish, proud. While she yearned to talk about literature and politics, to write poetry, learn languages and read the latest essays on science and philosophy, he was a man who had only a commercial life. In the high, airy drawing rooms on the first floor, Isabella was introduced to Lady Drysdale and to the young couple who shared her house, her daughter, Mary, and her son-in-law, Edward Lane. The 27-year-old Mr Lane was a lawyer, born in Canada and educated in Edinburgh, who was now training for a new career in medicine. Isabella was enchanted by him. He was handsome, lively and good-humoured, she told her diary. He was fascinating. She chastised herself later, as she had done many times before, for being so susceptible to a man's charms, but a wish had taken hold of her, and she was to find it hard to shake. <laughs>